What's up, You'll Hear It listeners? This is Caleb Kirby starting off the new Run It Back series for You'll Hear It. All right, so what is the Run It Back series? Where is Adam and Peter? What am I doing here? What's the next move? I got the answers for you. Um, so this next series is kind of like a best of, but without the best. This is a content curation. And with this, I'm hoping to highlight some amazing moments that we've had in conversation with Adam and Peter all around a central theme. Today's theme is going to be improvisation and how to improve your improvisation. Today. Exactly. So with these next clips, I hope that you can really find a way to kind of coalesce all the different podcasts and maybe go back to the podcast that you like to clip from. Um, There's a lot of uh, backlogs of different episodes and shows. So if you hear one that you like and want to hear more from it, I'm going to be giving you the dates of each one. This next one that's coming up is how to improve your improvisation today, like Adam and Peter just said. It came out in September 24th, 2020, and I hope you enjoy. Can I play only what I hear right. on this solo? Can I? That's my goal for this solo. Can I just play only what I hear? We're going to ignore the temptation to run our fingers over our hands. play just what's in our head. So this is so important because what you hear is the most authentic music you're going to make, right? It's what is inside of you. It's what you've been listening to. It's how you're feeling. It's all of these things combined. It's what's ideally it's what's happening in the room if you're really paying attention. But this question can really change the game as far as your improvisation. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I think... I want to caution everybody. Sometimes we think, oh, what I hear. Like, you have to accept that. So that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Like, that has to be just whatever you hear. And if that's, that's what you hear. No problem. Like, and I used to get caught up in this one because I was like, I have to be an innovative improviser today. I have to innovate something. No, you don't. No, you don't. You just have to commit to playing what you hear. Mm. I think there will be a level of innovation at different times, at different levels. We We don't all need to be the most creative, innovative improvisers, and certainly not every day. But I mean, when you commit to hearing something, it just means that you're, if you're regurgitating something, it's what you're hearing. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So next I wanted to talk about, um, or I wanted to have Adam and Peter talk about, um, what you would tell yourself when you were a younger player, you know, back in the day, like what would have really helped yourself out if you could somehow go back and pass and Adam and Peter really find a good way to talk about this. Okay. The first thing I would tell my younger self is absolutely to relax. This took me longer than it probably should have to learn that when I want to increase the intensity when I'm playing, that I actually need to be more relaxed mm. than I think I do. You know, we tend to tighten up, we shrug our shoulders, we forget to breathe. You know, we do everything we can to try to coax the music out in a way that we think is, is like, you know, I don't know, cool or soulful or something or whatever. But it just makes you tired. <laughs> right. I think I heard that somewhere. <laughs> right. So I would definitely tell little 16-year-old Adam, 
who wasn't actually very little at all. He was, <laughs> I was a large person even back then. I would say, yo, just chill out. Just relax. Man. Right, right. Okay, that's cool. So one thing I would definitely tell myself and, um, and even tell some, some interesting players that I know now, probably tell their younger selves as well, mm-hmm. is um, don't try to play everything you know in every solo or in any one solo, right? Oh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, it, it's, it's such a, a skill to be, be able to develop, but I'm like, why did it take me so long to finally get to this point? Um, there's going to be another tune. You know, it's very rare that you're only going to have a chance to play one solo for any particular audience, you know. And even if you do, if you try to shove too much in, they're never going to want to hear you play again anyway. They're like, oh, we caught everything that he knows how to do. So, you know, although we want to impress people and we want to put our best foot forwards, we have to think about playing what the moment needs. And that's very rarely everything that you know, unless you don't know much, you know. That's, that's category I fall into. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I think I didn't really know much younger Peter, but I had a certain facility to play a bunch of stuff even that I didn't know, and I felt the need to always put that into all my solos. So what I would do is tell myself, say, look, just take one thing that you know you can do well. One little nugget, maybe? One little nugget of melodic information or or whatever for for your improv, and just develop that and and concentrate on that and be confident to know that you can bring up all those other great ideas you may have in later years. I mean, it's so funny, but we do learn it as we get older, that confidence of just like, you know what? This is going to be good. Even if I don't play a lot right this second, it's going to be good. And that, that takes a little bit to understand, but try it. On your next solo, try just having the confidence to say like, you all are going to wait for me, and it's going to be very rewarding by the right. time we're, at, we're Great stuff. Uh, if you're looking for that episode, it came out February 20th, 2018. Next up, um, so I wanted to bring in this topic that uh, Adam and Peter do such a great job talking about called uh, kind of working on your thematic improvisation. Um, so that's kind of how to create themes and drama inside of your solo, how to take it to the next level, making sure that we're building instead of kind of flatlining. So this next uh, clip is just great on that. So I wonder, Peter, if it wouldn't be easiest just to kind of demonstrate how to take a theme and tell your story with the theme. Yeah. So there are certain things that we can do to actually practice thematic development. And one of the things is to identify the theme, first of all. Yeah. Um, I actually saw, I think it was Antonio Sanchez talking about uh, how he builds uh, themes in his drum solo. Right? Mm-hmm. So how he tells a story with his drum solo. And he said the first chorus through his drum solo, uh, he's literally not thinking at all. Mm. He's just letting whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And he's noticing what happens. And then he will pick out something from that first chorus that just happened without him thinking. Right. So he's just playing. He's just letting, reacting. He's letting things happen. Yeah. And then he's got something. Right. So something is happening. A little kernel of the... little kernel. Yeah. Right. So he played something. And then he can now, now he's like, now you have to do the most difficult thing, which is think and plan as you're playing. And you take that and you start to weave that around. So I wonder if maybe we could just play a little blues here for Bruce. And, and yeah, and I wonder if that, if we could think about in the story storyboard kind of for, storytelling um, format, if that first chorus is almost like the introduction of the characters. Totally. You know what I mean? It's like you're meeting the different characters. There's going to be a protagonist that's probably going to evolve. Maybe that's the kind of kernel of the thing that's going to be improvised along. But it's an in, there's some kind of introductory phase. And we're not talking about the intro to the tune. We're really talking about the beginning of the solo. The beginning of the solo. What I love, though, about 
his idea of not thinking in this first course and just letting whatever happens yeah. happens and reacting is that then you're setting up your characters with whatever is here in the moment, with mm. whatever is happening in the room with the other players with you right now. Yeah. Now you're setting it up so it's very relevant, and that's where you can take an idea. So maybe uh, if you want to try this, Peter, I'll accompany you. A little E-flat blues, maybe? Okay, cool. We'll get in the key at E-flat. Cool. And, uh, and and maybe you can try this technique of... of, of Not thinking. I'm, good. I'm great at that. Yeah, me too. I was born to do that. Letting whatever happens, happens. You, you can then... Pick something out of what happens and then start to develop that. And Bruce, listen to how Peter will take something and really explore it, like poke it around. Like he's, 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 he's a cat with a ball and he's batting it back <laughs> right. and forth right. and he's looking at it from all sides. I might even become a squirrel where I get sidetracked. Very easy. You know, you never know. We'll see. Let's try. One, two, one, two, three, and... Yeah, so obviously we heard um Yeah. That's what you pulled out of that yeah. first chorus and then you could see Bruce I mean was there a thinking process as you were spinning that around or were you just kind of letting whatever was was you were hearing happen? Well, definitely, you know, as per your idea and the story about Antonio Sanchez, I was I was trying to not think at all on the first chorus, which is actually that's something that I do a lot, I think. Um, actually, I do a lot of not thinking when I'm soloing. It's, it's the best way to go, <laughs> actually. Best, yeah. If you cannot think, it's best. I think in these situations where we're trying to present something, it's very hard not to think more than one normally would over this tune. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I really tried to... Well, one thing I did was as soon as we started, I didn't start playing. I don't know if you noticed. I didn't have a big break, but I listened. Yeah, Number yeah, yeah. one, listen. Like, yeah. And so that's part of the like not thinking doesn't mean you're not listening. It actually means that you're putting more energy into listening and that's listening to what you're playing listen to what's being played around you if you're playing with other people being present being present and like being open so that's almost part of that kind of intro type of situation so i just like 
because I was sort of like, wow, E flat blues, and I was thinking maybe we should play it. Like right as you're counting it off, I was like, maybe we should play ahead because normally you don't just. But I was like, you know what? Let's just see where this goes. Yeah. So what you played and how you played it, um, not just how you counted it off, but how you started the baseline was going to affect what I'm playing. So how can I just start playing? I don't know w- what the vibe well, is. Well, so it's so funny that that's because what I played, I think at first was like. Um... Oh, I think I went down. Uh-huh. Oh, we got a piano tuning oh, that's okay. happening. That's okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you can kind of be in here. You, so, you might hear a little piano tuning in the background because so, we are serious about our pianos. Being we are serious. Too. So what I played here was E flat to G, and yeah. that ended up being somewhat of a reversal of your. Yeah. Right. You this G to E flat thing, which interesting. is interesting. So maybe that kind of yeah put it, put it in there a little. Yeah. Bit. That little nugget was from September twentieth, twenty twenty one. All right, so finally this last one I wanted to bring up. Um, it's from the episode that came out 2019, October 1st, and it's seven ways to improve your improvisation. I just chose the seventh way. You know, let's, get, let's cut right to the point. Why not? Um, and you'll find a really fun and interesting, helpful fact that Peter goes into in this next clip. And then number seven, our final idea something to do when you're psychedelic running out drugs of, <laughs> well that's you know <laughs> desperate times as we say yeah no for when you're running out of those improv ideas um i'm going to circle all the way back to the beginning and that is going to be to trust yourself go back to the source and your most organic improv so you're not going to you're going to as much as you can just remove from your brain oh i'm running out of ideas and you're going to play whatever is the most natural whatever is the most um organic statement you can make on that moment and you can do this when you practice this is a a form of restrictive practicing where you would just go through and play a number of courses um or a number of solos even like however many courses they need to be to be a complete solo Mm -hmm. do that a number of times where you say i'm not going to worry about incorporating anything from a new key or a different instrument solo that i learned none of that stuff where you're just going to play what you hear as you know i mean in this whole podcast is you'll hear it and so you're really just going to do that and i and yeah you may start to feel like you're regurgitating some things but you know after going through some of these other techniques i think you'll start to see that you actually have more creative improv ideas and new ideas and you might be further out of that rut than you think you are you'll at least be able to find some things in your practice that you can apply and say wow actually i have some fresh ideas all right you'll hear it listeners i hope you enjoyed today's run it back series again my name is caleb kirby if you liked what you heard today remember that you can always go to openstudiojazz.com and find a lot more materials on music education and courses about how to improve your playing This is a podcast sponsored by that website, and we hope to see you again. Happy practicing.